Welcome to the Octo Podcast, everybody. Hello and welcome back to the Off the Dome Podcast, everybody. Glad to be back with y'all today, man. Um, a lot of stuff going on, big exciting stuff. We got the Warriors-Celtics game, too. That was a... Uh, they came back like I thought they were gonna, going to, so that that was interesting to see. Um, third, quarter, third quarter Warriors back at it again. Um, uh, you know, we got some we got some football news coming up to Sean Watson. We're getting closer to that that situation coming to an end maybe uh we'll see a big big payday for uh a certain certain somebody who deserves it out in LA so that we'll get into that talk about that um then we got the top five corners we're gonna we're gonna get into corner we got corners we're gonna do corners and then we got all this left of safeties we'll wrap this 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 little series up be be putting a bow on that one um but yeah, so so we got a lot of stuff. I'm gonna get to y'all. Uh, let's start with this, this Celtics Warriors game two of the finals. Um, I they the Warriors bounced back like I thought they might. That's why I said I I didn't think they were gonna shy away. I I I had a feeling this was what we were gonna get from them coming back. Um, it really it's, it's the, the the third quarter was what separated this game. I mean, I, the Warriors whatever reason I don't know what it is about them in the third quarters, man. They they find a way to get get shit done in the third quarter constantly. It's like you can tell how their games are gonna go by the third quarter. Like if they if they start blowing up in the third and then and then they can continue it, it's it's over. I mean they they thirty five to fourteen they outscored Boston in the third, and then it's like at that point it, it's too late. Like they punch them so hard in the mouth. Like you you can't. You, it's crazy because. You do that, and then you don't allow teams to come back in the fourth because it's just like you're out, you're out of time at that point. You have one quarter now to make up for what seems to be – it just seems to be like a a mental thing at that point. Like You, you just you just punish them in the third, and then they just quit. And then either a team's going to give up, and m- most teams do. It's crazy. So I, I, I don't understand the, the how they get it done in the third so consistently, but that's their quarter, man. If you can survive a third quarter against Golden State, you're most likely gonna win the game. <laughs> it's wild, dude. It's wild to watch. This it's fun to watch it, man. And that game, game two was amazing to watch. That third quarter is just fun. Like you just rewatch it over and over again. The the crowd, like especially the crowd getting into it. I mean, that's gotta be the feeling. That's gotta be to be a Steph Curry and 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 hit a just a bomb three, and the crowd goes nuts and like you can't miss. Those guys seem like they could miss. Him and Jordan Poole, um, were just going nuts i it, it him him and pool were like on fire <laughs> and it's like almost like nba jam style like you're just shooting and you just you were expecting flames to start popping out of the from fucking the ball in their hands and shit it was it was nuts dude and the celtics they 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 crumbled for sure because they they had this game was so competitive and then you get to that third quarter and it just falls apart and they it was too little, too late for them to try to come back. I mean, they they just didn't have, they couldn't sustain it after that. But with, with Boston, um, nobody showed up other than Tatum, which is the total opposite of the game one, right? Game one, Tatum doesn't really show up scoring, but he's there assisting. 
He's there. He's there, but he just he didn't have it going shooting. Uh, this time he he kind of gets it going. He's six for nine for threes. I mean he was he was burying threes, which was really keeping him going because nobody else had it. You get two from Horford, two for Robert Williams, two from Smart. I mean, this is a deep team and they got a lot going on. But when you're doing stuff like that, I mean, you got to have somebody step up. Derek White had 12. It's not. I mean, that's that's cool. But he even he was off four from 13. Brown was not really himself, but he's still pitching 17. But not, there's no production from nobody else. It's wild. You gotta have you gotta have somebody step up and and then and again with the, with Boston the turnovers they turn the ball over they're they're doomed uh, they that's their problem with them that's that's what they struggle with my with Miami they they turn the ball over again eighteen turnovers and it's it's from their big guys too Smart has five Tatum four Brown had he he limited it with two usually he's the big turnover guy For whatever reason he has trouble with his handles. That's like the one thing he needs to work on in his game. His game is is really refined, but he he he's got to know that's something he needs to work on is ha- is handling the ball. But the, the turnovers are just are killing the these Celtics. Um, so that, that that's the thing for me. I got to see something different with them. Is 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 hanging on the ball because when when they when they don't turn the ball over and they just ball, they go out and play ball and they it it looks clean. It's nice. They're tough to beat, man. It, they they have no problems. It's these turnovers, and they beat themselves. Shooting, having a bad shooting night is one thing. Like, okay, he's just not shooting well. You can overcome that by what Tatum did in Game One, assisting, you know, defense, rebounding, hustle. You can overcome having a bad shooting night. But I mean, not when everyone has a bad shooting night at once, but. I'm, as far as that, when you just simply turn the ball over, you cannot. There's there's a certain point where you're not going to overcome that, especially not against Golden State. You keep giving them chances to to shoot these threes, and when they're making them, especially when they're on, when they're on, and then you're turning the ball over and like, here, do it again. Here, keep fucking draining threes in my face. Like, okay, at some point you're like, damn, we need to just. You're not going to win. You're not going to win against a championship team like Golden State, and you have 18 turnovers. It's not happening, dude. This is not happening. They barely skated by against Miami doing that. They almost they almost squandered this in Miami with their turnovers and, and how they're handling the ball. That's the one thing this team needs to really focus on. You can their defense is gonna is gonna is gonna be there for them. Right? They they're gonna they're not gonna have this every night where they're just getting you know, Curry's gonna do his thing. Um, but they're doing a good job limiting some of these other guys. I Clay is he's We'll get into Clay, but he's off. But they—they—they're a core. At their core, the Celtics' defense is, is well is is there. Their defense is is tenacious. So that that's not a problem. It's them turning the ball over and and giving all these second chances and extra possessions to Golden State. That's gonna that's gonna kill them. It's not gonna be their defense. It's not gonna be their ability to shoot the ball because they got enough guys. They got enough pieces. They're so deep. You know, Derek White, Peyton Pritchard at any point could go off. Um, Grant Williams, you know, we seen in the last series where he just started shooting at a ridiculous rate. I mean, he could go, he could start popping off at any time. Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, we haven't really seen Robert Williams but go off yet. Al Horford, we've seen that game where he he blew up his, his game. He's had his moment. 
So they're so deep. They have the two stars, Tatum and Brown, that anchor it. Then they have a lot of pieces, deep pieces, that can really pop off. So I'm not worried about that. It's them hanging on to the ball. That's the biggest thing for me is what are they doing with their possessions? Can they, you know, can they – they got to give themselves chances. You'll overcome the shooting. Now, that's not a problem. And they were really good shooting the three. They they went – they were ex- the exact same exactly as the Warriors. 40.5, 15 for 37. So they hung in there with the, the three-point shooting team. It's not like they were getting shot out of the gym. It's they're turning the ball over. That's that's how these runs happen. That's how that's how big runs in the NBA happen. Is when you start turning the ball over and getting the fast break, and you're on a a, a a five on three, a four on a four on three, whatever the case is, you know, you get into that situation. Um, it's it's impossible to beat Golden State lightweight because they they can just shoot the ball from damn near half court. I mean, it's it's insane. And Jordan Poole stepping up. To be the the second Splash Brother, other than other than Clay, so that's that's what that's what amazes me. To be perfectly honest, and that's what I want to get into with with Clay is is with him stepping down. I had said this previously. The the, the Warriors are gonna go really as far I believe as Jordan Poole lets them go, because I, you look at this roster. You look at these guys. You know Gary Payton coming back. I'm not expecting a lot from him. You know, he's just coming back from that injury. It's fresh off that elbow injury. Otto Porter's coming back. He's been, you know, you can't you can't rely too much on him. So, you can't rely on these other guys. Wiggins has been he he's he's Katy Perry. He's hot and cold. He's 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 he's, he's polar opposites, right? So, that that to me, um, he's got a. You're not going to rely on him as much. You can't be like that's a second go-to guy, which he can be. But he's not. You know, this would be different if we had the old Clay. And you're like, I, you know, I would probably take the Warriors. I would almost take the Warriors. More, more likely take the Warriors in this situation if they had they had Splash Brother Clay. If they had Splash Brother Clay. Yeah, okay. This this is a this is a tough series for Boston. But they that's not what they have. But if Jordan Poole can slide into that role, which we seen last night, he when he's on fire, he looks like uh, the the third Splash Brother, and he's something now. Right now, they need him to be the second Splash Brother because the second Splash Brother, he's lost. He's trying to find himself, and he's trying to do it on the biggest stage. Unfortunately, you know he's he's trying to get back to his old ways, and it's tough. You know, battling back from injuries like that, you see it all the time. It's it's not some guys are different. Not everybody's Adrian Peterson, right? Not everybody tears the ACL, comes back, and then has an, a a re- thousand yard rushing year. So. Not everybody can do that. Every every person, it's case by case. Everyone's different. You know, doctors will be like, "Oh, this will take longer." And you hear the stories where, like, "Yeah, he's gonna be out for a year, and he comes back in in, in a faster time." You see with Lonzo Ball right now, they're saying his injury, him coming back, he's not he's not rehabbing well in Chicago. He's not rehabbing well, so you see it there. So everybody's different. It's different, and you got to factor in age. He's not like he's he's not. Old by any means, but he's he's not he's not young. What what is Clay? Clay is he's thirty. Okay, he's thirty two years old. So it's not like he's some spring chicken that's just gonna bounce back from this immediately. You know what I mean? He's a little bit older. He's 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 coming off some serious injuries now with, with ACLs. So 
That's you know, it's not it's not career ending like it used to be back in the day, but it the guys will come back from this. But he's not himself, and that's a fair assessment to say. Anybody watching knows he's not himself. You know, game two he was four for nineteen, one for eight, and that's why Kerr left him in in the fourth quarter. You see him, you're like, well, all the starters are pulled, and he's still in, and that's because they're trying to get him to get in his groove. They're like, well, we need to take advantage of this time, get him in some game rep time, and let him get back. So. With with the inconsistency of of Wiggins, the question mark on Clay, you know you don't know what you're gonna get from him night in and night out. You know he can explode. That closeout game against the Mavs, yeah, that, we love to see that back. Well, it was awesome because you know we know what his potential is and how great he's been in this league. But to me, Poole has to step up, and if that means it's a fast track of where he's supposed to be, the kid's got the confidence. Borderline cockiness. I mean, he—you <laughs> see him shoot the shooting his shot, but you like that. That's what they like, you know. Shoot your shot, literally shoot your shot, and go with it. This is a time he can he can he can mark his legacy. And Jordan Poole can, you know. This is where he needs to be if he wants to be that kind of guy, you know, feared and respected like this, a star player. He wants to be a star, you know. What's that quote? You want to be a star. Better give me star effort. Remember the Titans, right? That's that's what you got to do. You want to be a star? I need some star effort. So Jordan Poole, on the biggest stage, you better step up. And he balled out. 17. That's I'll take that. 17? You're giving me 17 in 23 minutes? I'll take that all day. So that's what you need to see from Jordan Poole. He's got he's to do that. And, and they go as far as he goes because, look, for the reasons I've said now, this is why I was saying that in, in previously when we were talking about this series, right? I, I had said that. Go back and listen. I said Jordan Poole has got to step up. He's a, he, me, to me, is the X factor. You know what you got in Draymond Green. You know, you know what you got in Steph Curry. He's the lead dog, and he's the guy that gets him going. And God forbid, you know, that's what scares me with Golden State. What if Steph Curry has an off night? That's that's the automatic you lost the game like game over. If he has a bad night, that's what that's why I I'm taking Boston in this series. I'm I, I have to you, you. I mean, if if Tatum has a bad night, which he did in game one, they can still win. If Jalen Brown has a bad night, they can still win. Marcus Smart has a bad night. That's all right. We can still win. Now you can't win when Marcus Smart, Robert Horford, Al Horford, Jalen Brown. Every literally every guy, Derek White, they all have bad nights. Okay, you're not winning that game. That is just not going to happen. But to me, is I think Boston's doing doing what they need to do. They 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 they're going to have to let Curry be Curry, and they just got to stop the other guys. They have to pressure the other guys. Let Curry go off. If Curry wants to get sixty points, let him get sixty points. But then everybody else is not doing anything. That's what it has to be. If if I'm Boston, Curry's going to be Curry. You cannot stop somebody from shooting a half-court three and draining it. Like, you can't. There's no stop to that. When Curry's on, he's on. You just got to, you got to, now I'm not saying just let him do whatever the hell he wants. Obviously, you want to pressure him and you want to you stop him. But if, if I'm the coach, if I'm, if I'm the guy trying to game plan, it's, it's not, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going, I'm not racking my brain on how do we stop Curry. We got to, we got to shut him down. It's impossible, dude. He's the best shooter this league's ever seen. I'll say it. 
I never seen in my time watching basketball. And I I've never seen nobody. Now I I I go back as far as like oh, I started getting into basketball. I would say like oh five oh six. D Wade got me into basketball. Watching Dwayne Wade, I like I was like damn that that looks fun. I want to do that. So, but but since I've watched basketball, I've never seen anybody do that like that at all. It's it's pretty insane. But that's where I'm at with that. So I I think um, Golden State they did, they did a great job bouncing back. They they had to have this one, which I thought they would. I think after that kind of game to, with their championship pedigree, they weren't just going to allow this to go down the two zero. They they weren't going to give it up because if they would have lost, it'd have been series over. You would I don't care who you are. Oh, it don't matter. And this team's not built to be like that. They're not that great. But going back to Boston, game three be interesting. I think they'll. Uh, I think Boston responds. They'll they'll respond. They'll come back and at home take advantage of the home court. Uh, we'll see how Golden State. I want to see how Golden State plays on the road in this series, because in Boston it's going to be huge. How how do they? Because to me, there's such a big a big part of their game. Is they're so scary at home with that crowd. Once shots are going in, that's when they start making threes and the crowd goes nuts. It's electrifying. I have, I'm not even being there. Just watching, just watching the game. Like you feel the energy through the TV, it, which is crazy. Like when when Curry's hitting those threes, and then when Jordan Poole busted that three from 40 feet out. I mean, the energy like shot through the TV into me. I was like, damn. I felt like I was there. It, it was it was electrifying. So, how they respond? Let's. I want to see what they look like on the road. This game three will be pretty telling, I think, how this series is gonna is gonna wrap up. Because Golden State now they have to get one at least. They have to come out here to one tie the same two two to keep that home field home court advantage. Um, that's huge to me. Home court is huge for Golden State. If this goes seven and they're at home, man, it's a toss up. Then it's a toss up. So. Uh, well, we'll see how this plays out. I, I'm excited. This is a fun series, man. This is a really fun series. Um, this will be interesting to see. I like how close it's been. That's awesome. Can't beat that. So we'll, going into game three, be interesting to see how how this wrap how this this goes. I want to see how Golden State responds. I want to see how Boston responds. I think their defense is going to be they're they're going to they're going to they're going to game plan something, cook something up to to kind of figure something out here. With the shooting, they they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to change change course a little bit, maybe mix it up, you know, mix things up so Curry's not just he can just do whatever he wants. Maybe they got they gotta frustrate Curry because if they stop Curry, maybe that's that's the key, stopping Curry, frustrating him because then somebody else has to be the lead dog. And then do they have a guy? Is Clay gonna do it? Jordan Poole can he do it? You know, there's how many guys Wiggins, you make somebody else step up. That's the key. So we'll see we'll see how that goes. Um, sticking with basketball before we before we pivot to um, the NFL. Um, we had news with uh, the Utah Jazz. Quinn Snyder is stepping down after eight seasons, which is interesting. Um, they they said that they tried to extend him, and and they wanted to keep him, and they could not convince him to stay. So he's stepping away. Maybe. You know, I think he's stepping away. Just going to take a year off, probably year or two, whatever the case is, and come back um, to whatever team he comes back to. But uh, that that'll be that's an interesting, interesting because now it's getting blown up with uh, 
uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell, right? So now, now, now with this whole deal, now it's all people are going crazy. Well, now Mitchell's gone. They're like writing him off like he's leaving, which they said he's unnerved uh, that that Snyder's uh, exit. You know, I think I think those those guys really liked him in Utah, but with Utah, and they've been so close. They they they're a good, not great team. I I think change needed to happen. Um, I would I didn't ex- I didn't see this coming, but I, they needed something different, right? I I just the what they have down there, it's just not working. But Quinn Snyder was great. He was great. Um, he he was great with Utah and what he's done with them. And building that what they have, but it's just they're 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 almost missing something. Now that everyone's saying, oh, now now Donovan Mitchell's gone. Now the Knicks are going to try to get him, and they're going to trade for him. They're going to pull him away. I don't I don't know about all that. I, just just because uh, two days after the coach leaves, everyone's freaking out like, oh, he, he's he's ready to get out of there now. Like, okay, well, let's pump the brakes. You know, we're, this is so fast, and how we want to react to something. Oh my God, they just they just we really got to. He's he's gone. He's gone. It's over. Let's let's calm down. Let's, let's let's hold on. Let's see what we're gonna. It'll be a series of events. What happens? Who who replaces them? You know, does they do they build a relationship? Hey, I got I I you know, it, it all depends on who comes in. Okay, they come in and talk to these guys. Um, I I just I don't know what they need to do. Which let's let's see. I kind of want to see. Um, uh, let's see. Check out this roster, right? So. I'm not 100% familiar with the Utah Jazz. But, so, what are they, I just think they need, they're they're missing something, right? Okay, so, you know, everyone knows Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell. And, they just, they have a lot of, they just, a lot of pieces, they're just, they're, they're, they're missing something. Whatever it is, I don't know, but. Is Mike Conley, you know, can he, with him, he was not staying healthy. He was in and out. Uh, Royce O'Neal, they got these guys. Uh, they just, Jordan Clarkson, I think, is a great piece off the bench. Great, great six guy. Bogdanovich, inconsistent shooter. I think that was one of their problems was his shooting was inconsistent. Hassan White, I mean, they just got guys, I don't know, if they, they just got a lot of guys that don't seem to fit. Because they get into the the forty nine to thirty three, that's cool. They did great in the regular season, but then that's the playoffs where they struggle. It it, it it's that's the that's the thing. So they they needed to shake up. I don't know if um if uh you know Quinn Snyder leaving you know maybe he's probably just frustrated, man. You keep you keep doing the same thing and you you're not getting nowhere. You just and who knows? It could be personal things. You know, his family one. He just wanted to take a step back. He just he's just burn out from doing from doing the same thing over and over again. So I think don't get me wrong. I think Utah. There's a chance that Utah loses him, but he did just sign an extension. I just believe the Jazz got to shake things up with that roster. The pieces they're bringing in and out just it's not working. It didn't work. They got to they got to bring in different pieces. That that's the key. I, I don't think it's a they're gonna lose Donovan Mitchell now and then uh, trade him and you know they trade Donovan Mitchell they're they're terrible. 
Utah's terrible. They're a terrible team. Donovan Mitchell's the only reason that they kept them afloat with this roster. You look at this roster, and I don't see anything that tells me. I mean, Rudy go, Rudy Gay, Rudy Gobert. I I I love as for what he brings you defensively. He's a you know fifteen points, fourteen boards. Uh, that's that's great. Don't get me wrong. But defensively, he's great. The two two blocks a game. You know, he's always average. He's always averaged two blocks a game, other than his rookie year. Well, that's amazing. Right? He does he does these great things defensively. He gives you about fifteen. He's a great complimentary piece. I think that piece is working with Donovan Mitchell. That's a great piece. But they need they need us they need another score. They need another a guy that can score. Let's see, Jordan Clarkson, sixteen points. That's nice. He was an off the bench six guy. I, I like that. But they need another starter that can that can relieve the pressure off Donovan Mitchell. They're just they're just a couple pieces away from being in in the NBA Finals. I believe they just they don't have the right pieces. But let's not overreact and go. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell's gone. He's done for because coach left. They're blowing the team out straight. Like why why are we so quick to do that? <laughs> it's just silly, man. That's that's silly. You know they get they get a good coach. Change the culture a little bit. Have a GM that wants to wants to get some different pieces. You know, yeah, you, you got to cut some of these guys that just aren't that clearly aren't working out. You know, they got to get. I think Rudy Gay. You got to move. You got to move on from that. That's got to be done. Um, Hassan Whiteside, eight and seven. That's a solid backup, but he's never lived up to his, his potential. I believe. I don't know if the love of basketball is there with him, but what he did in Miami. That's the reason why he was canned out of Miami because he, there's a reason. If you if, if Miami doesn't want you around, it's because you don't you don't you're not giving it a hundred percent. Because that's all Miami does. They don't care who you are. Look at all the undrafted guys they have. They want guys that are, that want to ball out. That's that's what they want. But they got a lot of older pieces. Bogdanovich, uh, you know he 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 was he was good in the regular season, eighteen points. You know he's a great shooter. But it's the inconsistency. If you're gonna have that, if you're gonna have that, you gotta have multiple guys that can do it. They're just a few pieces away. Mike Conley, I don't know. You know, like it's like they got guys that I don't know if they fit this roster. It's a lot of pieces that don't. It just gel. Maybe they're one or two pieces away. I don't know what it is, but they gotta they gotta figure it out. That's that's what they gotta do. They gotta figure out what pieces are gonna go, or they are gonna lose Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is gonna be like, I I'm tired of this. This is getting old. So they 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 yeah. Obviously the coach did. Obviously the coach was like, yeah, I'm tired of this. <laughs> this shit's getting old. And who who knows? Maybe they can maybe they can get somebody. It's it's gotta be hard too, Utah. You know, getting somebody in there. It's not a it's not a exciting market. You know what I mean? But if the team's good. You can get some guys in there. You get draft the right guys. You know, that's what they got to do. They got to figure out those the missing pieces. I believe with this, that would uh, that'll that'll figure this thing out. But let's not overreact about Donovan Mitchell's just bouncing now that yeah, kind of the coach left. Um, so with that, let's 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 head over to NFL. NFL news. So we talked about the, the uh, somebody getting paid, and then we all know Darren Donald getting paid. But he now becomes the highest paid. Non QB in NFL history, and deservingly so. The dude is just—he's a beast. 
He's a beast. So they, 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 he was under contract. They just extended it a little bit, added two years. Uh, so he's going to get $65 million over the next two seasons and $95 million. And in 2024, he's getting $95 million. That is bonkers. But uh, you got to pay him. I mean, if Deshaun Watson can get the kind of money that he's getting, uh, Aaron Donald deserves some, this money. He's a guy that he deserves it. Um, there's no doubt about it. He's he's the best player. He's the best player in the league. Offensive, defensively, like what he does, the production he brings. He he's he's like a he's a modern day. To me, he's like the modern day Lawrence Taylor. And I know they don't play the same position, but what Lawrence Taylor did back in the day, uh, just watch, I didn't get to watch him play. He's too young to watch him play, but. Like his his highlights is and the stories you you hear about this guy, he, he's just a freak, man. He's just one of them guys that come around and he just you you can't guard him. You have to double team him, and even then, like he's he's played his whole career now just getting double teamed, because if you don't, he will destroy you. He will light anybody up in a one on one, and it's it's scary. Like he's he's scary good. And he deserves this pay. I'm uh, like, there's no doubt about it. He had to, he had to get this pay. So I'm, I'm glad they got it done because they were talking about, oh, he's gonna retire and all this. Like nobody wanted to see him retire. And I don't know if that was just, did he just use that ploy as, oh, I'm comfortable just walking away now. I won my Super Bowl, so either pay me or I, like, I, I don't need the NFL. Like, I don't need football. I love the game, but I, I think that's more of what it was. He's like, yeah, I'm, I, I want to get paid, so pay me. So that that's just crazy, uh, to to see that that kind of money, the 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 money that the league is is giving out is crazy now. But you know he his stats don't even tell tell you the story, man. It's just crazy, and he doesn't miss games. That's another thing. He's dominant, doesn't miss games. Uh, he's just he's just a beast, like twenty. 20 and a half sacks from a defensive tackle is nuts. He gets 12 and a half, 13 and a half, 12 and a half, 11. It's just the production does not fall off. He's 98 sacks in his career at a defensive tackle. I would be interested to see. I would almost want to see is like who's the high sack guy at D tackle. That's that's what I would be curious about. Force fumbles, 23, six fumble recoveries. I mean, you do write a lot of stats all day for, for Aaron Donald. We all know. To me, he is, in, in my my mind, he's the next Lawrence Taylor because to me, Lawrence Taylor was is been was the greatest defensive player of all time, and there's been a lot. You yeah, it's a debated thing, but to me, I don't think you you just put on tape for Lawrence Taylor, man. He's he's a freak. To me, he was the best defensive player of all time, and now I think Aaron Donald is finally becoming. He's the next guy. That will be able to even debate. You can even put in that conversation with Lawrence Taylor. He's now the guy. Now you can argue that Aaron Donald is the best defenseman. He's not done, so he keeps going. He's going to add to his career. He's got like he'll have like two or three more years of this, I think, of just sheer dominance, and then it'll kind of fall off. And I think he'll retire. I think he'll retire in like two or three years. Once that he'll 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 go probably he'll go to that twenty twenty four year when he's in ninety five million. He'll go then and probably just that'll be his walk off career. Like I don't think he's going past that. Like it's three more years, that puts him at thirty five. He'll be old, and I and I think he'll be ready to move on to other adventures in his life. 
But we'll be talking about him and Lawrence Taylor as the greatest players. I think it'll be up to bait, and I think he has the the legacy to be to get past that. And I, and it was with Lawrence Taylor. I don't even know if you can even because they weren't even counting sacks officially. Like when he started, like I don't for whatever reason I don't understand why NFL did not record sacks back then. They were like, yeah, he that like it was just that was a tackle. That was just oh, that was just a tackle. But, like, I don't know if they even started, like, when did they start doing sacks? Sacks prior to 1982 are not official. So, like, they weren't even starting counting sacks, so we don't even have the most accurate numbers for him. Uh, and he had 142. That, that was the thing. So, Sacks prior to 1982 are not official. For more information, yeah. So it's like he was he was balling out. Like at his peak, he had 20 and a half. But like he he was doing what Aaron Donald is doing. Like the numbers are pretty similar. Like that's what he's doing. He's doing the same thing. But he was just it, you couldn't stop him. Lawrence Taylor was the same thing as. As Aaron Donald. I mean, 10-time Pro Bowler, 8-time All-Pro, 2-1-2 Super Bowls, uh, Defensive Player of the Year three times. Uh, he was Defensive Rookie of the Year. He was just uh, an absolute stud. If, if if you're not familiar with Lawrence Taylor, go look at him, and you'll be like, oh, I understand why he, he like Aaron Donald's on pace to be Lawrence Taylor. He's our, He is this generation's Lawrence Taylor. And that that's... That's I I think those are the two, only two guys you can argue are like the the top guys for me. Those those are the top guys on defense ever, and you can argue that Aaron Donald's just like the most dominant player in the NFL. Period. Like he's just the best player. So it, it's it's glad to I'm glad to see Aaron Donald get his money because he's he's a beast, dude. Like it's it's not even close. Like no one even compares to him in the league. He's he's in a tier on his own. And I think I think how we look at Aaron Donald now is back in the day how people were looking at Lawrence Taylor. Like I feel like that's how that that generation, that time era in the 80s, that's how those people looked at Lawrence Taylor. Like this guy is just an unstoppable force and he's a freak. Like there's always been guys that are like really good, like Reggie White. Like I just like but there's just that there's just a guy that is just in a, his own class, and that was Lawrence Taylor, and that's Aaron Donald now. I think he's our generation of he's this generation's Lawrence Taylor. One more thing before we get into the top five corners, I want to talk about is is so now so now they're just they just keep piling it on to Sean Watson, and it, it's come out that the NFL is done with their investigation, they've wrapped it up, but they're not the well, the thing is, they're, they're now piling on. So there's a 24th uh, accuser in the Deshaun Watson case. And this is, this is where it just gets crazy. Uh, when does this stop? Like, like when does this end? Like, do we just keep getting more? Like, like how, do you, how do you determine how long this guy gets suspended? Like, I, clearly he has to get suspended. How do you suspend this guy? What, how, what is the NFL going to do that's not going to make them look like Jackasses, to be honest, like I'm, I'm dead serious, because I, I don't know how they don't. They, if he's not suspended a year, 
all hell is going to break loose. Like, I, I, like, I'm not joking. This guy is, is getting, has 24 claims of sexual uh, misconduct. How, I'm trying to wrap my brain around this, that we're, that we're, that we're going through this. Now, I'm not saying he did, like, he's not, he's not on the, the, the same wavelength as Bill Cosby, but like, you, like I'm not, I'm not comparing the two. But you look at it, and he, he was, he went to jail for this shit, the shit that he did. Now his was a lot more severe and serious, but, but this isn't like I'm not saying this isn't serious, but this is 24 women now com- coming out, and it's crazy to look at. Dude's getting paid, whatever he just, he just, he just rewrote the, the, the QB market. Uh, 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 for the pay contract. Hold on, I want to look up his contract. I want to, I want to get this right. I should have had this pulled up, but I didn't think I was gonna even reference this. Dude just got a two. He just got a two hundred thirty million dollars guaranteed. He got a five year, two hundred thirty million dollar contract, and it's all guaranteed. And we're talking about him. Not playing last year, and he might not play this year. That's gonna be two years while he's not gonna play football because I don't know how the NFL doesn't suspend him for a year. I really don't, and I'm not hating. I love Deshaun Watson as a quarterback. I I I love Deshaun Watson, and I'm not here to be like you know cancel him, get rid of him. Like I'm not I'm not here for that bullshit at all. What I'm here for is how can you justify going uh four years or. Four, four games. Six games. What? What? Like, anything less than, like, I'm, I'm not even, like, trying to be, an, like, uh, like, I can't say this enough. I'm not against Deshaun Watson. But how do you not give him a, at least, at least a year? We just seen Calvin Ridley not, not too long ago. I had seen this, and it kind of, I had kind of forgotten about this. Calvin Ridley just got suspended for a year for, for betting on games. He bet on like a couple games. Like, so betting on games is more serious than jacking off in front of uh, a masseuse. What? <laughs> like, I cannot wrap my brain. My brain doesn't process that right. Like, I, I can't sit there and, and digest that and go, huh, that makes sense. So, like, even I. It just no matter what the NFL does, they're gonna get scrutiny. I understand that, but dog, if it's not a year, oh, it's gonna be ugly. I mean, there's gonna be the protests outside of Browns games. It's gonna be a, sh- it's just gonna be a literal shit show for the Cleveland. Like I, I, I would, I feel so bad for them. What they're gonna actually, I don't feel bad for them. No, I don't feel bad for them because they brought this on themselves, and this is what they get for doing. This is karma for doing Baker Mayfield so dirty. Free fucking Baker Mayfield. First of all, I want—I just want to say that. Please let that man go. That dude has not done anything. Like, he's not doing the shit that... He doesn't deserve the shit that he's in. Like, you're holding him... You're holding him pigeonholed. You're pigeonholing him. Excuse me. For what reason? You're not allowing him to leave. You're not give, You're not going to release him. You're not going to... You're not finding trade partners because nobody's going to trade for him. Because you you already stunk it up. And ruin the relationship. Then everybody knows that you have to come off of him because you're not going to keep him around. And now you look like a 
now you look like an ass. You made an ass out of yourself. So now, like, if Deshaun Watson gets suspended for a year, your season's down the drain because it's not like you can throw in a capable quarterback like Baker because he wants no part of that bullshit. Like, if you had kept the relationship strong, like, and 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 talked to him and told him what's going on, I guarantee you, like, hey man, this is what's gonna happen. We know you need a. We want like this is how this is could this is what could have worked out. If I if I'm Cleveland, this is all you had to do. Hey Baker, we uh. I think we're going to go after Deshaun. Like, we love you. We love what you've done to this organization. Organization, You turned it around. And I, I, we want to say thank you, first and foremost. Thank you for what you've done to this organization. You've turned this this team around. But um, it's it's impossible for us not to go after Deshaun Watson because we think he's in a, a, a class of in his own with the, the top. We don't, we don't see that in you, and that's no mark on you. We just we value him a little more. But here's what we want to do. We we have a feeling he's probably suspended for a, a year, even if he's not. Well, we're gonna keep him out for a year. You know, you just had an injury. You played through it. You toughed it out. And to show you the respect that you deserve, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna sit Deshaun Watson out. If he's out for a year, he's out for a year. And we're gonna let you start and and try to lead this team, take it as far as you can go, and prove yourself to other teams. That way, you can get the most out of your value. Um, you can go get a max deal somewhere, be a starting quarterback somewhere put some tape out there, turn this thing around on, on your, for yourself. And if we if we win something out of this, we win a championship with you, then hell yeah, brother, let's go. So it's it's a it's, it's doing both of them a justice. That's all they had to do. But no. They 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 fumbled the fucking bag. So bad. Like they did they did it was so bad. It's not even like you can't even go back to it now. Now he has to be out of the building. He's not gonna show up. He shouldn't show up. He shouldn't give them the uh, the, the sign of uh, a second thought because they're hol- they're holding him. They're like holding him, like get rid of him, just let him go. You fucked it up, Cleveland. You're not gonna keep him, so let him go. And it, it, that's what frustrates me so much with the whole Baker thing because dude is out here. He, if you listen to him talk, like he's he's such a nice guy. He's he comes in and he just he wants to win. He loves that city. He did everything he could for them. He's turned them around, and and he battled through a torn uh, labrum in his shoulder. His shoulder was torn, and he he played through that just just because he wanted to. He didn't want to quit on the city and, and give up. Like he was just like, I'll tough through it, and, and I'm gonna. I want to. I want to win. And obviously, it, it didn't work out so well for him in that situation. Like they just he did wasn't himself, and it showed. But uh, they got to figure this out. Like they 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 pooched it now now they're doomed because if Deshaun Watson isn't suspended for a year I don't, I don't know what we're doing NBA, the NFL rather can, does not do well with these suspensions their track record on suspensions are, are are crazy anyways like you go back to all the time it's just so inconsistent but you're telling me a guy is gambling gambling on betting making bets whether it was no matter what the, like I'm not saying he should Calvin shouldn't have been suspended. Okay, but he gets a year, and if you don't give Deshaun Watson a year for this, the serious—I mean, serious shit—that he's doing, he—he's in trouble. He's in legal trouble. To my knowledge, Calvin Ridley is not in legal trouble. He just—he just just did a stupid thing. So, <laughs> what are we doing? The ball is in their court, and they said they're not probably won't come out till the end of the summer. What they're gonna do? So we have to sit here and, and chomp on this for a little bit. And, 
and because the NFL knows this is this is serious, and then it just keeps it just keeps going. Now the twenty fourth, next week they'll be twenty fifth, and two months they'll be up to thirty five. Who knows? Like we don't like it. Just it just goes on and on. We don't know, and if if I we'll see what they do, man. We'll leave it at that. Cleveland being Cleveland. Um, all right, let's let's get to these top five corners. So uh, I this this. There's a lot of guys that I, I, I have as honorable mentions. I want to shout out for the honorable mentions because there's a lot of guys. It's hard fitting these guys in, but keep this in mind. My premise, and I, I know I said it, but this could be someone's first time listening. The way this works is I'm going into a season. I have one year, one year to win a Super Bowl. So who's going to be my top guy at each position? Not are they the best at their like going into the season? Are they the? Do I think they're the best? Who do I want? So everything factors in age, you know. Skill set, injuries, you know, that, that that all factors in. I'm not denying anybody's talent. I'm saying this is who I would pick if I'm going into a season. So top five corners. We're going to start with time for mentions, and I'm just going to throw – I'm going to rattle off a lot of names. I'm not going to go too deep into them, but just some guys that I really like coming up, and they might have already been here, but they just didn't make the list. Uh, Xavier Howard, uh, he's like, ah, oh, man, I – I really wanted to, I wanted to fit him in this list into the top five, and I, I just I just couldn't because the other guys big play Darius Slay he's he's been around he he's his track record speaks for itself he's he's a he's a beast uh, Denzel Ward I like him coming up he just got paid but I I, don't, I didn't like him enough to have him in the top five I think he's he's still got some he still needs to prove himself a little bit but Cleveland didn't I mean they they, they had to pay him they're smart for paying him Jay Alexander another guy. I, Got to come back healthy. I uh, got to see. I just I couldn't get him over some of these other guys. Truthfully, I like him though. Great player, uh, easily the top ten. Tredavious White is another guy. Man, I I almost had him in here. Uh, it, it was tough. I, I had to scratch some names off and go back and redo it, and I, and I went back and forth. But Tredavious White, he's another guy right outside. Stephon Gilmore, he's he's great. He's been great. Uh, I think he's he's taken us a couple. Of, He's taking a slight step back. I just couldn't put him in the top five just because it's so – there's so many guys. I couldn't – it's hard to squeeze these guys in the top fives, man. Like, it really is. It's hard to squeeze people in the top fives. But And then a couple of young guys, young bucks coming up that I think are going to take over the league. They're going to be – give them a year or two. I think they're going to be in the top echelon. They'll probably they'll, – they'll be in there. Uh, Asante Samuel Jr., love that kid. He's doing great things. If he's anything like his dad, he's going to be great. And he, he balls out. And then Byron Murphy Jr., really like him too. Uh, with Arizona, he that that kid can ball out. He's great. So th- those are those are just some honorable mentions, and then we'll get into six. My my top honorable mention. So the, the guy I have at six, and he's a he's a hometown kid for me. And by hometown, I mean Atlanta. I'm not from Atlanta, but hometown meaning my my team. Uh, AJ Terrell. I think he's he's getting there. He's a complete package. What he's been doing as in his second season, he's taking the right steps forward. He's progressing. Uh, and he's getting targeted, right? A lot of these guys, it's it's tough with these guys getting targeted. And it's hard with corners because top corners might not get targeted at all. Like, if you're a top guy, how many times does Jalen Ramsey get the ball thrown to his side? Like, they, I mean, most sometimes they just won't throw him the, to his ball. So, these for these young guys, it takes – that's why I think it takes corners so, so long to, to really make a big mark on their name. It takes a couple years. And they can ha- they can come out of the gate slow because opposing quarterbacks know that's a one year guy that's a rookie I'm gonna keep throwing him the ball let's test him let's see how good he is that's what happens that's what you do you find the weak point at a quarterback you find the weak point 
of the defense, and you attack when it comes to corners. So it usually it, it can be rough the first couple of years. So that's what that's what is so impressive with AJ Terrell in his second year. Uh, PFF. I don't really get into PFF, but he was ranked pretty high. PFF, but he, three picks last year, forced fumble, 52 solo tackles, and stats aren't going to be everything, but I'm just going to rattle them off to you guys. Uh, 16 pass def, uh, deflections. He, he's just a guy that he 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 sticks his nose, and they're not afraid to do that. And to me, I, I like these corners that are six foot plus. Not that you have to be, but I to me, the bigger the cornerback, the better. Uh, but he's he's a six one guy. Uh, he just does it all. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty solid guy. He's a, he's a lockdown corner for sure, and he's got room to grow. He's finally Atlanta finally hit the mark. All, all these guys that Atlanta has drafted: Kendall Sheffield. Uh, now my mind's blinking. See, my, I'm, I'm like trying to remember names is terrible for me. I'm, I'm such a terrible name guy, and then trying to remember my memory on names. Or like you could tell me your name, and I'm gonna forget it immediately. So now I'm trying to remember names that it's. I've been out of this the football season. I haven't been familiar with it. Um, Kendall Sheffield, just some of these guys Atlanta's gone through. Uh, I'm trying to think of the guy, what it, whatever. I can't think of it. I'm not going to stick on it too long. But the, the, what I'm getting at, the point is, Atlanta has has struck out on some corners, and and with that that reason alone, it's nice that they finally get a corner that they can build around. They got a guy. They got a guy. They've gone through so many corners when they're in the draft that they just have not stuck with them. Um, so I'm glad they got they got that figured out. So at five, I got a young guy. Rookie year last year, Patrick Sertan. 6'2", 202, big, strong, fast. Uh, I, I got him slightly over A.J. Terrell. And, and what's impressed with me is, like I said, this rookie year. He he put up decent. He put up good numbers. Now there's there have been times that's shown like he he was vulnerable at times. That's why he's at five. But if I'm building around going into the season, what I've seen out of that rookie year, I could build around this guy for one year. If I can go win it, I'll take him. Go into the second season, he's only gonna get better. I don't I don't think sophomore slumps of uh, work with like corners and other guys. I think that's just like I don't even know if that's a thing. Like you know you you hear it with QBs, but. Uh, sophomore slumps with corners I don't think you hear as much so I don't, I'm not too worried about that I think he'll improve tremendously um, with that so at four I have Marshawn Lattimore another one of those guys he's he's kind of been around for a little bit now uh, the durability's there yeah, he his rookie year he played 13 games that's his lowest game but uh, the production's also been there too. So rookie season he had five. That's another telltale sign. So you look, you got you to look at the early years when he's they're getting tested for me when it comes to corners, because then once once they're established and they know that they're they're pretty damn good, QBs aren't gonna attack them as much. So you know after his rookie year he had five picks. That's solid. You know, uh, eighteen pass deflections and his pass deflections have always been there. 18, 12, 14, 11, 19. One of these guys, and this is coming from a Falcons fan. I'm hard. I almost, I was like, I almost didn't even put him on the list. I was like, I'm not putting this dude on the fucking list. He's not that good. And then I was like, all right, hold on. Let me, let me actually look at the numbers. I may not be biased. Like, it was hard for me putting a Saints guy on here. But you can't deny this guy. He, he is good. He's, he's damn good. And he's pretty, been pretty consistent with it. So it is hard not to put Marshawn Lattimore on the list. 
Uh, yeah, so he's at four. Let's see, at three, which might be surprising because I think a lot of guys have him at one. Um, and this is not to knock him at all, but for me and for my money, I got three Jalen Ramsey. I know a lot of people are like, what the? No, I I love Jalen Ramsey. I think he's great. I, he's the top corner in this league. But if for my money, I would, I would have him at three, and you might we'll see it with my two and one. If you agree with if you agree with my top two, if you don't, that's cool. I, I want to. I'd like. I'd like to know somebody, some of y'all's. But it's hard. It's really hard. You sit down and try to do this. It's, it's a lot harder than you think. But so Jalen Ramsey, I'm going to defend my case on Jalen Ramsey at three, with these other guys. But he's great. No, no doubt about it. Um, he's he's been solid. He for me in 2019. Um, uh, 2019, you know, that was his only year where he played 12 games. Otherwise, he's been healthy. So, you know, you got that. He's he's still in his prime. He's 6'1", 208. All these guys, actually, I've noticed, are at least six foot so far. So they're all six foot, at least. I, to me, the, you got to have the bigger corners. I, I don't mind the 5'11 guys, the shorter guys. And I don't, I don't know, there's not much difference between 5'11 and six foot. I understand that. But these, these shorter guys, you got to have the big, bigger the better with me at corner. Uh, but it's not everything. So he he does it all. He's great. There's no denying. Everybody knows Jalen Ramsey. I don't need to go too far on him, but I have him at three. I think he's great. I love him. He'll he's a lockdown corner for sure, and he's doing it consistently. He's not one of these guys where they they have a year or two and they fade away, but he's he's there. So I got him at three. At two. So at two, I went with J C Jackson. And this dude's just a dog. That that's just plain and simple. I mean, he he's just a beast. Like he's he's all over the place. And not that none of these other guys aren't, but look at you just just look at the stats. He's second in picks with eight. He's first in pass deflections, twenty three. So he's just all over the ball. There's a reason he got paid big time by the Chargers. And 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 they 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 brought him in to try to stop Patrick Mahomes and Derek Hard. They all these AFC West teams, they're 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 bulking up the defense now. Like they 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 took the time to get the offense right, and now they're getting the defense. Except for the Broncos, the Broncos were kind of like the defense is there, but now we're getting the offense. They were the only reverse team, but now these teams are are getting ready to go. They're gearing up, like they're defensively, and I think I think the Chargers are doing the best job. I love the Khalil Mack. I love the J C Jackson now. Oof. It's getting it's getting scary. Like it's gonna be hard doing that doing that standings is gonna be tough. But I got JC Jackson too. He's six one, one ninety eight. He's twenty six. This is only his. He's only had four years in, and 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 in his four years, he's had four years in the league. Three picks, five picks, nine picks, and eight picks with New England. I mean, like it, it, his. You cannot deny the production. The the pass deflections six, ten, fourteen. 13. He's just improved on that. He's just a ball hawk. Dude. He's he's all over the place. You look at Jalen Ramsey. Okay, so if we're going to compare Jalen Ramsey, who I think everyone is in agreement. I think I think most people like to say he's the number one guy. I don't know if it's just because he's the big name or whatever. But look, we'll compare him to the production you're going to get. In the first four years from Jalen Ramsey, two picks, four picks, three picks, zero picks. That's the first four years. Then you go with J.C. Jackson, three, five, nine, and eight. How do you tell me that that dude? If you did, if you just did the numbers and not the names, you're not telling me you're not taking J.C. Jackson and his production over Jalen Ramsey. I'm sorry, like 
I respect Jalen Ramsey enough to have him in top three, but his numbers have never been there. And I think that plays a factor. They're just scared of him because they know what he can do. But so if but if you use that same logic, if teams you tell me teams don't know about JC Jackson, they're not scared of him. Like I, I just I just I just the, the production's there. He's just a, a he's one of them guys that will risk it for the biscuit type guy. Like sometimes he'll he'll bite and he doesn't get there and he and gives up something. But the production is just, I, I'd rather have that, which leads me into my number one guy. And you think, okay, what about, the, uh, I got, I got number one, Trevon Diggs. And really, he just impressed the hell out of me. And even for a cowboy. But he's, he's the complete package, dude. He's 6'2", 195. He's only 24 years old. And what he did last year, he was the best corner. He tied a... Like I, I want to, I, I want to hold on. I need to pull something up that I, right now, like just to help everybody understand. Like I want to pull this up here for you guys. So, where is it? Where is it? Hold on, we're gonna pull this up for you guys. Pull this up. Okay, so in in he almost he almost tied. He was three interceptions away from tying a record with Night Train Lane. Dick Night Train Lane. In 1952, it had a, a, a 14 interceptions. That was the record. We're talking 70, almost 70 years ago. And he has 11. Understandably, he has an extra game to do it. Okay, yep, that's cool. You take that into factor. 100, 100%. You take that into factor. That's cool. But, dude... When you're almost, when you're getting close to records that were done in 1952, uh, it's, you, you, like, I, I can't, like, I can't, words won't even come out of my mouth to describe that. Like, you have to really understand that. He had 11 picks and 21 pass breakups. Like, obviously, so he's first in picks and he's second behind my second guy, J.C. Jackson. Like, and it, it, this is his second year, dude. This is his second year. So, like, I, like uh, he's just a, a freak athlete that is is like, well, you're you're not denying this, dude. Like, you're not you're not telling me that, that you know, I'm not taking this guy at one. I don't care. Like, I'm not not like. There's no way I'm not taking this guy at one, and I'm not trying to overreact over one year, but I only have two years to go off of. And this first year, rookie year, getting his feet wet. He saw three picks, 14 pass deflections. All right. That's cool. That's pretty damn good for a rookie. That's that's real. That's really good. That's the same as uh, J.C. Jackson. Three three in his rookie year. Jalen Ramsey. He only had two. Marshawn Lattimore. He had five. So, like, four for Sertan in his rookie year. So, these top guys have production early on because that's when they're getting tested. So... First year, okay, that's a solid year. Then he goes and gets eleven. Come on, dude. This is not a debate. If I'm taking number one, I'm taking Trevon Diggs. 
point blank period. Period. Like that's just that's just is that's all day. When you're when you're fucking tying records from 1952, almost like if you, like I don't want to word that probably almost he didn't he didn't tie it, but like you're three shy of a record from 1952. Hey, no, 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 no. <laughs> you're number one. You he was number one. Like the point, like that's point blank period. So, all right, man, we're gonna wrap it up there. Uh, good stuff. I can't wait. NBA Finals game coming up. I can't wait to to, to get into that. That's gonna be fun. Uh, so uh, just just a heads up too before we go out. I think uh, the new format. You guys are if you're wondering, that's been listening. Like, hey man, where was the episode? Where was Monday's episode? So I think we're not gonna do a Monday episode anymore, just because of my my schedule, work schedule. Uh, just doesn't really. I I didn't like my Monday episode from last week last Monday episode it just it, that came out it just seemed sloppy and then I was just so tired and I I, I don't want to put out a terrible uh shitty performance like I don't want to put out sh- sh- shit for you guys so like I want it to be my best so I think we're gonna not do Monday we're gonna do Tuesday through Friday um I think we got something in the works for Saturday though UFC we're gonna start talking about UFC gearing up for this this 275 I- I'm excited uh, so so we're gonna probably get into that uh, I think uh, next we're gonna be doing next is NFC South prediction. That'll be that'll be next episode. I'm gonna start working on that. Um, what else? So yeah, UFC. So no more no episode on Monday. On Mondays, we'll just keep it going the way we, this. We're still tweaking out the. We're getting everything tweaked out. But I just wanted to let y'all know about that. Don't don't be expecting an episode on Mondays anymore. Uh, Tuesday through Fridays, I think on the big UFC nights we're gonna do some we're gonna do some stuff for Saturdays, and don't don't forget if you haven't yet go to the Off the Dome on YouTube. Off the Dome, uh, if if you can find it, look it up. We're gonna start putting videos up there. Off the Dome podcast on YouTube. Uh, look for look for our logo. Uh, we're gonna be popping off on there Friday Friday. Mark mark your calendars on Friday this Friday. We're going to have the uh, the first video episode posted on YouTube. So come be sure to check that out. I uh, appreciate y'all showing the love and support that you do by listening. If you're listening, if you made it to this point, we're an hour in. If you've been listening for an hour, I just want to say I fucking love you, dude. If you've been listening to me talk for an hour, I fucking love you. Because you are the reason I'm doing this shit. So I, I appreciate you. And if, if you're new... Don't, don't come back. Check us out. Like I said, we'll be doing what we do this Tuesday through Friday. Um, yeah. So I will leave it there, man. I love y'all. Hope y'all have a great day. Do do some great things, and uh, be, just be great. Be great. Love y'all. Peace. <laughs>